The comments heard on The View from a Pew are those of Mac McCoy and are not necessarily the opinions of his guests, his producer Garth, any one particular denomination or religion, the church lady, Mr. Lemke, Pastor Craig, or anyone else of sound mind and body. Now here is today's The View from a Pew, heard all around the world on YouTube. Just search for The View from a Pew. Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, whatever time it is that you may be listening live or you may be bringing this up on a webcast or a podcast. Uh, for those of us who are not too familiar with those type of terms, which I am certainly belong to that club, a podcast is audio only and a webcast has cameras. And if you watch our webcast, you'll find that it's only for transparency reasons. We don't run TV commercials. We don't do fancy graphics or anything. Uh, uh, Delmar is going to be the best thing you see on this screen all day. So, But you are welcome to go to those platforms and check out the show. We are in our second of uh, four programs this week on what... Does the Bible say about sin? And you mentioned uh, the term crouching at the door. Where does that come from? Well, it actually comes from the discussion that uh, God has with Cain as Cain is becoming angry that his sacrifice was not accepted by God. And God says to him, sin is crouching at the door, (laughs) at your door. Therefore, be aware that... You know, you you have a moral decision to make. You have an important choice. And if you allow, uh, if you go in the wrong direction and allow the temptation to do this, you are going to be destroyed by sin. So he tells he tells Cain this so that Cain recognizes the reality of temptation that he is getting into. Yeah, we talked a couple of weeks ago and had an interesting conversation. Uh, it's a convers- It's a question I've been asking in my Bible studies. Uh, could Jen, Jen, could Jesus have sinned? And the answer that most people realize is, sure, he could have because he was half human. And the reason that I'm so close to Jesus is one of those reasons, because he could have sinned but chose not to, and that's kind of my job mm-hmm. as a follower of his. I know I can but I'm not going to. Now, he, of course, was perfect in that. I am anything but perfect. But we we really do need to realize the the potential eternal damage that sin causes, not only ourselves, but our families and friends. Sin is very dangerous. And, And we need to recognize... What the Bible is clearly telling us, sin leads to death, okay? That's, that's the worst thing that can happen to you. Therefore, you know, we need to face this whole issue of sin and see the truth that the Bible tells us. And we already talked about it, the first truth, sin leads to death. But the second point is that all have sinned. That's important for us to understand because we'll understand the enormity of how it is affecting us personally. Romans chapter 3 and verse 23, uh, we're all familiar with this text, but it's good for us to read it again. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Not some, all. All have sinned. We need to have a deep theology of the issue of sin. 
sinful nature comes about here, not just the act of sin, but also the sinful nature that becomes a part of us as being born into this world. David says it this way in Psalm chapter 51. This is where he makes his confession over what he has done by committing adultery and committing murder. He, he says, in sin, my mother conceived me. I, was, I started out from the very first in con- by, by my conception in sin. I have a bent towards sinning. I need to understand that, the reality of that natural tendency to start going the wrong way in life. Now, this doesn't have anything to do with David's mother. It's all of us. It's all of us. Yeah, okay. David's mother, David, David's father. You, me, everybody. You, me, that's right. And the Bible, you know, he recognizes this reality. It is a reality for everyone that is born into this world. All right, so there's a biblical truth that says you are born a sinner. Yes. From the moment I cry. Yeah. Okay. But even before you cry. Well, there's just a lot of people that want to argue with that, and it, it, it... you know, oh, well, little baby can't sin. Well, he's born with sinful nature. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Just the possession of a sim- sinful nature is we already have a problem. Yeah. And that problem is with sin. We were doing a Bible study recently, and we were reading in John chapter 2. Yep. As you come to the end of that chapter, Jesus is concerned about where he's getting a lot of followers at this point, and they're trying to control him and move him in certain directions. Here's what it says, but Jesus did not commit himself to them, these followers, because he knew all men. He knew all men and had no need that anyone should testify of man, for he knew what was in man. He knew what was in man. He knew that man had sinful desires. He knew that man would follow the wrong directions and would try to even force him in going in the wrong directions too. He put no confidence in man because he knew all had sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. This is The View from a Pew, heard here on YouTube.com. Search for The View from a Pew and many other places not only visually but auditorily in our podcast collection. You can find all of that on our screen at youtube.com. Search for The View from a Pew. You know, when we say all of sin and fall short of the glory of God, we just we have a hard time understanding how far short that we fall of the glory of God. If we understood really our sinful nature and our behavior that is sinful in the eyes of God, we would recognize real clearly what the situation is and why we need Jesus Christ so much in our lives. His death on the cross was forgiveness for all of our sins. He provided forgiveness for all of our sins. You're right. Okay. And we have to still choose that forgiveness. Right, right. That's right. You, you remember Evil Knievel? Sure. Yeah, Evil Knievel on his cycle. He'd run up the ramp, jump over cars. Crazy buses. man. That's right. You know, one time he jumped over the Grand Canyon. Yeah. Yeah. You know how far he jumped over from one little no. portion to another? No. He jumped 200 feet, wow. 200 feet, Grand Canyon way below. 
That seems pretty significant, right? Yeah, 200 feet, yeah. Yeah. Now, you or I, trying to jump over the Grand Canyon, probably wouldn't get too far. No, even, we, even if we had a motorbike, right? We'd consider that suicide. <laughs> exactly. That's right. Now, how big is the Grand Canyon at its widest point? I do not know. It is 18 miles. Really? You know how, how short 200 feet is in comparison with 18, 18 miles? That's, that's not yeah. much of a jump, right? Not much. He just jumped from one little section to another. But there is no way. The point is all of us are like that. All of us. You know, I can jump out six feet. Okay, maybe. If I get a good running start, I can go maybe six feet. That's how much we can save ourselves. Evil Knievel on a hot rod uh, motorbike can only go 200 feet. But guess what? We all, if we're going trying to cross that 18 miles, we all crash. Yeah. The only one that ever <laughs> crossed the Grand Canyon was Jesus, who lived the perfect life, who lived for us. We are all sinners. We all fall short of the glory of God. And we are so hopeless in our falling short that that tells us how much we need the Lord Jesus Christ in our lives. Delmar Austin is my guest. The question is, what does the Bible say about sin? Can someone live a sinless life? And I don't mean from birth. I mean, if today I decided I would live a sinful life, like going cold turkey right. on sin. Right. Is that possible? You can't do it by yourself. <laughs> Well, but I mean with Jesus. With Jesus, all things are possible. Okay. Okay? But it, it continually does not happen, even in the example of great Christians. Yeah. Great Christians are still subject to the reality of sin and the problem of sin in their life. Well, and the temptation of it. And the temptation of it. Yeah. So, so having a, a deep theology of sin is this recognition, I've got a sinful nature. I am, on my own, I am never going to be, I'm never going to live to the glory of God. It is only by God that I am forgiven. It is only by God that my life is changed. I recognize that I am a sinner, and I recognize that I want to live for God and, and I have to have that power that can only come through him. Yeah, and sinful nature is, is, I'm glad you're using that term because you know how I feel about the term free will. And uh, free will is just a word, uh, a mixture of words that is not in the Bible. Never. No, but God does give us freedom, and the Bible does talk a lot about freedom. And, and you know, we're not, we're not disagreeing with each other here. No. But we are talking about we do have the right to choose whether we want the help and the salvation that comes through Jesus Christ. In 1 John chapter 1, John is writing to the church. He's trying to explain to the church about, you know, uh, an, uh, a realization of the problem that I have sin with sin in my life. He says, if we say we have no sin, he's saying, you and I, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. 
he's writing this at the end of, uh, you know, the New Testament times, and he is writing or acknowledging the fact that we're all sinners, that we're all sinners. Even in our, our Christian life, following Jesus Christ, we're still not perfect. We have to acknowledge the reality of sin that is still out there. And that's through repentance. That's through repentance. And if we continue that sin in our lives, then we need to confess that sin over and over and over because we've already repented of it. Is that kind of right or not? We, we still need to confess that sin. When yeah. we commit those acts, we need to confess that before God and pray for more of the Holy Spirit because that's how the change takes place in our lives. It's the power of the Holy Spirit working. Well, we are glad you're here today. Uh, we're answering the door, answering the question, sorry, uh, what the Bible says about sin. We'll be back tomorrow at this very time, unless you're listening or watching this online, and then go to YouTube.com and search for The View from a Pew or Google. And we want to thank DivineTruthChristianStore.com for supporting us and being here for us every day. Where you'll find more.